Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Before we get into this episode, I want to first begin by apologizing. I have not been putting out episodes on a weekly basis as I had initially intended, and for that, I'm sorry. So I'm going to take a brief hiatus of a couple of weeks and regroup and then come out again strong in October with weekly episodes moving forward. So that said, on this episode, we're gonna take a look at the real estate market, both at a national level and here at a local level in Pinellas County. I think it's safe to say that 2020 has been an unprecedented year with the coronavirus pandemic, economic insecurity, unprecedented unemployment, and legislation and different um, obstacles and challenges that we've all had given the events of 2020. And throughout all of those challenges, um, real estate has been pretty steady. Uh, Here in Pinellas County, initially, when restrictions started going into place, we saw a pretty significant drop in real estate. But once April rolled around and May, the market picked back up. And by the time June rolled around, we were on fire. And so we're gonna take a look at a real estate report that a mentor of mine by the name of Brian Buffini puts out. Uh, He prepares this report twice a year, and this is gonna be the mid-year report for 2020. I've also inserted some local data so that we can compare and contrast what's happening on a, a national level to what's going on here locally in Pinellas County. And then I also want to say that um, we've got some great episodes lined up to come out in the weeks ahead. Looking at the demographics, not only do we have a large number of people outside of Florida who are listening and viewing this podcast, but we have a good number of people globally across multiple countries and so in future episodes I have a couple of episodes that are geared towards the international buyers that are listening and I want to make sure that you know you can reach out to me via email or call me or text me or WhatsApp if you have show topics that you would like covered if you have a question that you would like answered, please do not hesitate to reach out. My contact information will be in the show notes, and if you're watching this on Facebook or on YouTube, please feel free to reach out to me through those platforms if you have any show topics or questions that you would like addressed. And with that said, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen, and we will go through this real estate report and take a look at what's going on here nationally and in Pinellas County. 
so the state of the market, this is going to be, these are the national numbers. Housing inventory in late 2019, nationally, there was a 3.9 month supply. And what that means is that if no other listings were to come on the market, that's how long it would take before there were no more listings to sell, 3.9 months. The supply dipped in 2020 at the beginning of the year, which was a record-setting low since 1999. But then when the pandemic hit, it, it increased a little bit, up to 4.1 months. And then with housing starts, this looks at the number of uh, new construction builds that uh, builders are, are creating. Uh, in June of 2020, we had um, just under 1.2 million. And compared to the height of the market in 2006, 2007, that's low, about half of what they were building at that time in the height of the market. Existing home sales uh, are down 26.6% from 2019, which again is not totally unexpected given all of the instability and uncertainty that we've had the first part of this year. Um, but you can see that even despite the economic insecurity and instability, the median listing price has continued to rise up 7.4% over April of 2019. So what we see here, oops, sorry about that, is in Pinellas County, closed sales are up 8% over this time, July of 2020 over July of 2019. Now my Realtor Board, the Pinellas Realtor Organization, puts out stats uh, each month and there's about a six week lag. So we should be seeing August numbers here probably at the end of next week. But these are the, the most recent stats put out. Uh, the median sales price is up 13.3% over 2019. The average sale price is up 11%. The median time to contract is down 35% from this time last year and the inventory is down 43%. And that's causing um, prices to go up faster and you're seeing multiple offers because we have far more demand than we currently have in supply. Where the national month supply was 4.1 months in the, the spring of 2020, here in Pinellas County, as of July, our month supply of inventory was down to 1.5, and that's really putting a crunch on things. Um, for a balanced market, you typically see six to nine months worth of supply in a balanced market. So we are heavily in a seller's market here in Pinellas County when it comes to inventory. And now we're gonna look at the absorption rate. And the absorption rate takes the num it's it personifies the rate at which active listings are selling in a given market 
it divides the number of closed sales by the number of active listings. And in my entire time in real estate, I've never seen it exceed um, 60%. As you can see in June, we had an absorption rate of 79% and that jumped to 97%, unprecedented, in July. And so buyers are buying at exceptionally high rates here in the county. This is for single family homes. In the condo market, there's still more um, supply than in comparison to single family homes. But you can see what that absorption rate has looked like over the last few years. And this chart looks at the original price versus the sold price. And as I mentioned, over the last few months, we've had uh, a number of situations, in particular with single family homes, where buyers are having to pay over the list price to have their offer accepted. And that's what you're seeing reflected in the bar that reflects September of 2020. Uh, for the first time, um, you're seeing that the sold price is actually higher than the original price on average. Um, we haven't seen that um, certainly in, in, since October of 2019. In terms of mortgages, we are seeing historic, uh, historically low interest rates, and that is allowing buyers to have greater buying power. Um, we did see that lenders were tightening their requirements when COVID and restrictions from COVID went into place. We saw where you might be able to get a mortgage with a 580 credit score prior to COVID, those minimums increased. Um, many loan uh, officers and banks were going up to a 660 from 580. Lenders were taking more time to verify employment as we saw the unemployment rate spike tremendously because of places having to shut down because of the pandemic. Uh, lenders were really taking time to vet and verify those employment. And as they do at the end of any mortgage, re-verifying the employment of the buyer to make sure that they were still gainfully employed before closing that loan. The approval process was taking longer. Um, personally, all of the customers, all of the buyers that I was working with were working with mortgage bankers. And so they were able to have mortgages turned out in 30 days or less. However, we saw with a lot of the bigger banks and some credit unions, they were taking 45 and sometimes 60 days to put out a mortgage. So that's one thing to consider. If you are looking to buy during this time period, make sure that you speak with me or the realtor that you're working with to see how long your lender is going to take. And I can certainly recommend lenders that are able to provide a mortgage in less than 30 days, even amid the current restrictions. All of that said, mortgage applications are up 70% over last year. And again, I think people are taking advantage of the historically low interest rates. 
refinancing are on the rise. Over one million people are able to refinance and in many cases lower their monthly mortgage. And then you can see uh, the average interest rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage and how those numbers have continued to decline since 2011. I've even seen um, mortgages in the 2% range and I know of a buyer who was able to get a mortgage under 2% by buying points. And um, a point is a fee that's paid directly to the lender to buy down the interest rate. And one point equals 1% of the loan price. And by paying points up front, you're able to reduce the amount of interest that you're going to pay over the life of the loan. Where we also saw one quick point I want to talk about in the lender requirements tightening, we also saw uh, non-conforming loans. A lot of those went away for a good period of time. We're seeing those slowly come back. And when I say a non-conforming loan, those are loans that aren't that are outside of the scope of Freddie and Fannie, um, and are usually. Um, obtained through portfolio lending, meaning that uh, the lender is going into their own pocket rather than going to government insured and backed mortgages. So we're talking about monthly affordability and how a buyer's purchase price can increase or decrease. In this slide, we're looking at someone who wants a $3,000 monthly mortgage with all in with their payment, insurance, taxes, and interest. And in this slide, it shows how that buying power can e increase or decrease depending on how much money the buyer is putting down. So at 0%, they can buy up to $364,598.85. If they put down 20%, that purchase price increases to $448,719.79. So if you know what you want to pay in a monthly mortgage, I can provide you this sort of information to show you, you know, if you put 0% down, this is what you're looking at versus 5%, 10%, and so on and so forth. And this next slide shows how your purchasing power goes up or down as the interest rates go up or down. So at 3.375, you're looking at a $398,657 ceiling. And at 5% or 5.375%, that purchase price um, goes down to just under 350,000. So that's almost $40,000 difference um, in two percentage points in interest rates. So as you can see, again, a big reason why people are taking advantage of mortgages because we have interest rates that are historically low right now. Buyers are getting back in the game. As you, can, as you saw with the Pinellas County numbers, it certainly is the case with a 97% absorption rate. We talked about improved affordability and how um, a typical household can afford to buy 40% of the homes for sale. That's up 6% than 
2019, where people could only afford 30% of the homes that were on the market. First-time homeowners made up 36% of the sales in, in the spring of 2020. Millennials and Gen Z had the highest percentage of first-time buyers at 59%. And there's still a misnomer out there that you, people think you have to put 20% down in order to buy a house, and that's certainly not the case. With an FHA loan, you can uh, put down as little as 3.5%. There are some conventional products where you can go as low as 3%. And with a VA loan and USDA loan, you're able to get in without putting any money down. And so nationally and certainly here in Pinellas County, it is a seller's market. Inventory is low, demand is high. 58% um, of homes that sold nationally in May of 2020 were on the market for less than a month. Here in Pinellas County, the median days to, to contract were 18, which was down um, significantly, down from 28 days in, in July of 2019. And you can see in this chart, ADOM is average days on market. In January of 2015, the average days on market was 56 days. As of July 2020, the average days on market was 15 days. That's a significant drop. The median, the median list price in January of 2015 was 175,000, and that goes across all property types here in Pinellas County. As of July 2020, the median list price was 290,000. That's up 66% over the last five years. In Florida, real estate was deemed essential. And, you know, I think that as the state shelter in place orders um, were put into place across the nation, a number of buyers came to realize, a number of homeowners came to realize that their home just wasn't suiting their current needs. Maybe they didn't have a home office. Maybe they didn't have an area for homeschooling if they had children. If they live in condos or in, in close, compact, high density, high densely populated areas. Maybe they wanted to be in um, a home or a neighborhood where they had more space with a yard where they could spread out. Or here in Florida, maybe they wanted a pool to be able to do something else when you're spending so much time at home. Um, and then you can see two out of five buyers um, would purchase a home with no in-person visit. Uh, certainly buying habits shifted. Um, we were doing showings online, whether it's over Zoom or FaceTime or uh, Microsoft Teams, uh, doing virtual showings, doing virtual open houses, because most people weren't allowed to leave their homes. And so the way that real estate was transacted changed. Um, closings were happening online or signing documents electronically. And um, throughout all of this, the industry was able to adjust and to allow people to continue to buy and sell 
despite the shelter-in-place orders. And the magic of home ownership. Um, this talks about in at least 50 cities in the US, it is cheaper to buy than to rent. For those of you who get my monthly newsletter, you know uh, a couple of months back, I showed all of the zip codes in the greater Tampa Bay area. And I believe in all but four, it was more, it was cheaper to buy than to rent. And in many cases, significantly. The average homeowner has 44 times the net worth of a renter. Um, that is one huge reason why home ownership is beneficial. And then studies show that home ownership leads to stronger families and better school performance among children in the home. Um, home equity, homeowner equity has increased significantly over 590 billion since 2019. And that breaks down to an average of $9,600 increase for individual homeowners. And finally, why I work by referral. Um, I have been blessed that the majority of business that I do is from past customers and referrals from past customers and vendors that I've worked with. And um, the reason why I love this so much is because relationships are more important than transactions. Um, I refer my customers to vendors that I know will give them the same quality service and um, that will do the job because I want, I treat my customers like I would treat my friends and family and I wanna make sure that they're getting not only great service but great value for their service and exceptional customer service. And so um, I want to ensure my customers past and present and future that I will provide exceptional customer service I will treat their money as I, I would treat my own. If you're buying, I will do my best to make sure that you're getting the best purchase price. And if you're selling, I will do my best to make sure that you're getting um, the highest uh, sale um, that you're able, that the market will bear. And I wanna make sure that I'm working with people that I like and who can trust that I'm working and advocating on their behalf. And with my customers, the service doesn't end at the closing table. Uh, I provide monthly mailers. I provide a monthly newsletter. I've got the podcast that comes out with weekly episodes so that um, I hope all of my customers um, would feel comfortable to reach out to me if they need a referral for a contractor or helpful advice, or they wanna know what their home is worth. Maybe they're thinking of adding on, or downsizing, or moving up. Um, or if they have a, a family or a friend that needs real estate advice, um, or real estate, they're looking to buy or sell real estate, that they know that they can trust that I would be um, a great advisor for them to work with. And that goes beyond Florida. I'm connected with um, real estate agents from coast to coast and evil, even around the globe. So if you are outside of Florida but you still need 
or are looking for a real estate professional to work with, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to refer you to um, someone in my real estate network and someone that I can say is a quality real estate professional that uh, has the same mindset that I have when it comes to working with their customers. More than 80% of all transactions are conducted through a sphere of influence. Um, which means that there's already a pre-existing relationship. And 90% of buyers and 70% of sellers would use their agent again or refer them to others. And I hope that that is the case for all of the customers that I work with. And so far, it's, it's proven to be true. As, as I said, most of the majority of my business is from past customers and from referrals. So... Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I hope that you have found um, this information to be beneficial. And I look forward to hearing your feedback. And have a great week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, Be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. And if you have a show topic that you'd like to share with me or have a real estate-related question that you'd like to ask, I'd love to hear it. You can call or text me at 719-201-5022 or you can reach me via email at Nicole at sellingstpetefl.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E at S-E-L-L-I-N-G-S-T-P-E-T-E-F-L.com.